Hello and welcome to Philosophy with Conspiracy John. Good day to you. Hope you're having a fantastic day. This is Conspiracy John. I'm going to talk about some philosophy. And when I say philosophy, I don't mean philosophy like Socrates and Plato and Epictetus and Mark Antony. I think that philosophy is often misunderstood because in our schooling years we are led to believe that philosophy is only about the concepts that came from you know ancient Greece or ancient Rome so-called ancient Greece and so-called ancient Rome should I say because they're not so ancient are they uh, they're only recently recently destroyed which is what I'm discussing on the Conspiracy John show but that's not for today's conversation today's conversation and the philosophy that I will speak about sometimes I will discuss the beautiful advice of great beings who have gone before us like I just mentioned those philosophers of old and they certainly did provide us with some excellent ways to live life and it's unfortunate that a lot of their teachings have become old and stuffy in the minds of of many uh, and their advice can be very powerful in many cases but what I like to talk about is the philosophy as it applies to life in particularly and practical philosophy not sitting down discussing high-level concepts of what is the meaning of what is the meaning of life or uh, why does man commit dangerous acts and offensive acts to his fellow man or woman these are not ideas that I'm interested in exploring because for me I don't need to know the whys of the world necessarily I like to understand the world I like to know what I'm looking at and I like to know how I can best operate within it and that's the type of philosophy that I am interested in practicing in my life and interested in discussing it, it relates to self-improvement it relates to uh, being a good person it relates to being fulfilled and drawing meaning out of life and those great philosophers that I mentioned and there are many more I only mentioned a very very small handful there but their ideas and their observations on life and on the plight of human the plight of our our spiritual animal the avatar that we inhabit which is constantly bombarded with distraction and we always have a reason to do the easy thing and 
we always have a good reason for instant gratification and oftentimes those choices turn out to be less beneficial than if we were to be a bit more disciplined and at the beginning of the last philosophy with conspiracy john i was speaking about self-discipline at the beginning and it all starts with self-discipline really and making a decision to follow a certain set or a certain code of behavior and as i was as i was pondering this today i came across an audiobook which i had never come across before it's called the mastery of destiny how to train your will and mental power by james allen and this book was written apparently in 1909 by mr james allen who was born in november 1864 and he died in january 1912. Um, i don't know if james allen was a real man or if he was a figment of the the matrix's imagination i don't know is he a westworld concoction of sorts but the story that we're going to go with for the purposes of today's conversation is that James Allen was a real man and that James Allen wrote this book and that he was somebody who was possibly shining a little bit of light onto a very dark world at the time, um, nearly a hundred years ago. And in his book, it's uh, the audiobook is a couple of hours long, obviously. It's on YouTube. You can find it pretty easily. Uh, but I was—I didn't listen to the audiobook, but I did look at the comments because I like to look at the comments sometime, sometimes. And when I looked at the comments, I found a comment from a lad called Julian Dawson. And in his comment, he said, uh, from a section of the audiobook, he was quoting it, and... I found this quote extremely profound and the quote is as follows he who has succeeded in grasping this simple preliminary truth will perceive that the whole science of will cultivation is embodied in the following seven rules one break off bad habits two form good habits three Give scrupulous attention to the duty of the present moment. 4. Do vigorously and at once whatever has to be done. 5. Live by rule. 6. Control the tongue. 7. Control the mind. let those sink in for a moment and they are rules they are a code by which we can unlock a deeper power in ourselves I believe and that through self-discipline it would be a fun experience to live life with a bit more 
balance in all of these seven areas and a bit more confidence in all of these seven areas. And for this show, I'm going to discuss each of them briefly and just give some of my thoughts on them. They're not necessarily right or wrong thoughts, especially with philosophy. Philosophy is about, it's more about opening up a subject to see what's, what's inside and to take whatever is useful from it and to just ignore we don't we don't even need to debate what is not useful oftentimes i find because debating is usually a, two people trying to convince each other that they are correct and it never in my experience actually works out well for anybody which is why i generally don't debate i feel confident and comfortable debating as i've said before but i will choose to avoid debating because i feel it's a bit of a waste of energy if people like my point of view and if people are interested in my point of view um then they're welcome to listen and if they're not interested in my point of view they're welcome not to listen and I would extend everyone the same courtesy. So for the remainder of this short segment of Philosophy with Conspiracy John, it's all very solemn today, isn't it? We need to bring some humour into the, into the mix because that's another aspect of things which is important to not take everything so seriously. And that list that I just, that I just listed out there, even as I, even as I was saying it, there's a lot of work in there for for me for the 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 typical the typical man or woman and it's tricky to eat an elephant as the saying goes and you have to do it is it one bite at a time <laughs> oh who came up with that phrase like it's a very odd one <laughs> So, number one, break off bad habits. As I've said before, uh, and as Mr. Jordan Peterson was saying, there are many, many wrongs in our life that we know we would be better off without. And to select the easiest of them at the beginning and eliminate them. My one was eliminating bread, which I'm still, I'm still on the no bread wagon for now anyway. We'll see, we'll see how long it lasts. I've been known to go back eating bread before. Uh, but this time it's different, John. <laughs> sure it is, kid. Uh, breaking off bad habits. I think that from the research that I have done, breaking off a certain number of bad habits seems to be a big key filling myself with confidence and giving me the ability to form good habits afterwards and those bad habits are often are for me anyway they're the places I go when I need comfort when I need uh, security and uh, they're familiar 
they are uh they are my friend they are my little demon friend you know um you know the uh the idea of the oh what book was it it was one of the polo quelo ones i think it's araman is the demon that shadows um the guy in the book but he was trying to get rid of this demon oh, i wish i remembered it now but a really good book but it talks about that you know we have to make friends with our demons that our demons are a part of us and when i say demon i don't necessarily mean demon in a like a scary um evil way a demon is just a or the idea that's presented in this book anyway is that the demon is just our darker side and our darker nature it is our nature that will become super addicted to everything it is like it's dopamine addicted uh, it loves pleasure and pain and extremes of uh, emotion both good and bad and it uh, it pulls us in that direction whether we like to go or not or whether we you know it's like giving up cigarettes you know you really want to give up but you just can't you know it's just like it took me about 10 years to give up cigarettes and event the only reason i was able to give up in the end is because i couldn't tolerate them anymore uh, i couldn't wake up in the morning and smoke that cigarette first thing with a cup of coffee and uh, thank thank uh, thank god it's uh, it's a great way to give up something when your body outlives it when your body just tells you look you can't take this anymore and you're going to stop so break off bad habits number one number two form good habits breaking off the bad habits helps to form good habits forming good habits form good habits that you feel good with like going back to the jordan peterson uh, idea again do something that gives meaning to your actions take meaning from it put meaning in it uh, find fulfillment in the good habits a good habit is something that is uplifting and it's inspiring and you're enthusiastic about it and that's a good habit um, well that's what the, that's what the people who know stuff about habits say number three give scrupulous attention I love the word scrupulous give scrupulous attention to the duty of the present moment and we've been listening to this for years like oh be in the present be in the moment just be in the moment and everything will be fine uh, the most difficult thing in the world to do is to be in the moment because we are bombarded our all our five senses are bombarded and we are also bombarded with our mind as well on top of it giving scrupulous attention to the duty of the present moment for me involves tuning in to the now of what I'm doing and being present if I'm eating my food I'm trying to just eat my food and almost in my mind like the um, is it the, the Tibetan monks we had a Tibetan monk at one of our we did a sauna day in nature a couple of years ago it was epic and we had a monk there and he gave us a talk about being in the present moment and the way that the tibetan monks pull themselves into the present moment is by 
performing a mantra, which is essentially, if they're eating food, I am eating, I am eating, I am eating, I am eating. I did it myself uh, today. Uh, I did it with meditating. I was I was repeating in my mind, I am meditating, I am meditating, I am meditating. And I did this for maybe at least two or three minutes uh, with good repetitions, which is, you know, it's difficult to focus on the moment. And uh, I got some good inspirations from it and good ideas were flowing into my mind, even though I was just repeating that I am meditating mantra. And it goes, I think, for everything, really, that if we can just, you know, do what we're doing uh, to the point that where there is nothing else able to get in and to repeat the mantra like the Tibetan monks do, like he was he was saying, uh, he got us all upstanding and he was just like walking, 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 turning, turning sitting and it was just we were just like it really does as a practice it pulls you into the moment where you cannot but give scrupulous attention to the duty of that present moment number four do vigorously and at once whatever has to be done once again procrastination is the friend procrastination is my favorite demon uh, i procrastinate all the time me and my procrastination demon we hang out and we put shit off all the time excuse my language uh doing vigorously and at once whatever has to be done i try to listen to the voice that tells me what to do at the time to do it and i have often failed miserably because I have not been bothered and I have either had something better to do or I was bored with what it was that I was meant to be doing or what my little voice inside was telling me to do. So this book is saying to do vigorously and I love the word vigorously as well because vigorously means do it with all your might. Don't do it half-arsed. If you've got to do the washing up you go and you get that washing up done and when you're done you look at it and you're like flew through that you get the wash you get the washing done if you've got free electricity saturday where you get a free day of electricity then you go and you get all the washing done on free electricity saturday you do vigorously if you've got to ring your customers and if you've got to book thousands of euro worth of deals or if you've got to um you know make your project absolutely invincible on every level whatever it is your project is do vigorously and at once whatever has to be done that little thing that you know what has to be done and like once again this is i i say jordan peterson again because he's kind of relevant in my life at the moment and i've also had like you know i, I mentioned like alan watts and ram das as well uh, from the 70s who are uh, big influences on my life as a kind of a previous type of spiritual and philosophical teachers but the Jordan Peterson, the fact that he's a psychologist and he, the data that he works from, and like he really says, you know, go all in at what you, you know, do what has to be done. Find the things that you know you've been putting off and, you know, get it done. Just get it done. Number five, live by rule. Living by rule to me, I haven't looked this up, but I'm assuming living by rule is have a code to live by. And that code 
will be a moral code. It will be a, a code of business. It will be a code of um, maybe even a code of when you're in love. Like we all have, like maybe there's a different code for all different types of emotions and all types of situations. Uh, a different rule that like the basic rules and like I'm not getting from this that I should have loads and loads of rules to live by but that there should be basic standards uh, I suppose moral standards particularly um, would be one where the whole benefits like there nobody benefits when everybody is hurting each other uh, everybody benefits when people are helping and uplifting each other <laughs> We don't see it as often as we should in this world. Uh, but even like our family, um, just being there, having, a, you know, being of your word, live by rule. You know, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, if I owe money, I'm going to repay the debt. If I have caused harm, I'm going to, um, I'm going to am am amend and I'm going to fix whatever it was what whatever the crackle was in the matrix that was caused by my actions i'm going to stand by and um be honorable uh, moral rules i think for me would be a big one there number six control the tongue and that's a big one for me i cannot remember how many times in the past my tongue has caused harm to others less so i'm thankful to say um in more recent years as i've gotten older but certainly you know in younger years and in times of stress and in times of um times of conflict your tongue will definitely get you into trouble and particularly also when it comes to gossip as well this is something that bruno groaning used to speak about a lot and bruno groaning is another we've, we did a podcast on him with this irish life a few years back and he's still a very big part of my life and he would be similar to a saint he performed many many miracles uh in germany and um, in the the mid 40s and bruno groaning one of his main ideals was that the power of our words and the power that our words have to hurt others and also to hurt ourselves and that we need to be careful with our words we need to speak well of others and put blessings upon people as opposed to tearing them down and I think this is particularly with families and particularly at the moment nowadays, there's a lot of conflict within you know, within families, within friend groups and that even within workplaces that people are very quick to want to share what they think is correct. And that goes for me as well. You know, um, we all like to we all like to be a little bit impatient with other people's opinions and other people's ideas and sometimes we'll say it to their face sometimes we'll say it behind their back but controlling the tongue and for ourselves like the idea that bruno groaning um, he said that 
when we hurt others with our words that we are hurting ourselves that it's coming back upon us that it's it's once again it's a demon it's a gossip demon it's me and my gossip demon it's me and my my dickhead demon when i'm when i'm being uh when i'm just being nasty uh and it needs to be controlled Juan bruno number seven seven the last one control the mind and i think this is probably the most difficult of them all and it's for for me the only way to control the mind is through some sort of mantra affirmation prayer all of the ancient teachings that you can look at whether it come from india or any of the the far east or the near east uh, even christian teachings from jesus uh, they all speak about the controlling of the mind through the power of they call it prayer they call it affirmation they call it mantras um, it is self-reinforcing terms and phrases that allow the mind to redirect its flow so to give a brief example when the mind is chattering and when i'm thinking about all of the bad stuff that could go wrong in my life the only way out of that i've got two options i can keep chitter chattering i can keep worrying or i can direct my focus towards some sort of a mantra and I can redirect my own power then towards, you know, I have one from Joseph Murphy. He's another very powerful speaker. I think he was from the 1920s. Uh, divine law and order governs my life through divine love. And it's a beautiful little one. And you can repeat that a hundred times when you're, you know, you know, you might be driving somewhere. You might be fretting over something. Um, uh, the the other one is everything's working out perfectly for me and you can just repeat this you can make songs out of them and it sounds stupid and it sounds childish uh, but we are stupid and we are childish and we give ourselves way too much credit for thinking we're such serious beings but really we're just clever animals at the end of the day and the majority of the time our minds are just ticking away on the programming and they're just running out the programs and you know very little of our thoughts that we think are our own are actually our own thoughts like the majority of the thoughts that we have and the majority of the impulses that we have come from the environment and we are stimulated by the environment and you know like i talk about in the conspiracy john show like the, the power of marketing the power of propaganda the power of um the subconscious mind but we have the power to control our subconscious mind this is what joseph murphy also talks an awful lot about oh, i hate saying that an awful lot about joseph murphy speaks extensively on controlling the mind and using it for good using it for using it for our own good instead of upholding the programming of what's coming from external and using 
our mind to focus on the thoughts that mean something in our life rather than always using our mind to focus on thoughts that are stimulated from the external environment. So that is the end of that. I thought that was uh, kind of fun and I enjoyed it and I've written those few things down and I think I'm going to enjoy over the next few weeks and months watching my progress and seeing if I can implement a little bit more into my own life and hopefully that might flow out and might help a couple of might help one or two other people which would be great so this is conspiracy john philosophy with conspiracy john and i will see you in the next one